On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. New advice has been sent around to government departments advising them that TikTok, the Chinese-owned social networking video-based app, should be removed from all official devices unless there's an overwhelming business case for retaining it. They've been told that not alone should apps not be downloaded, but if you have TikTok installed on a corporate device, you should get rid of it. Adrian Wechter is technology editor with the Irish and Sun Independence and is with us in studio. Um, Adrian, what's, what's the concern about TikTok over any other app? Yeah, there, there are a couple of fears. So the, the, the main fear is that TikTok is owned by a Chinese company called ByteDance. And so what the National Cybersecurity Centre has said yesterday, what the European Commission have said, what lots of other countries like Belgium and the UK and the US have said, is that they fear that the Chinese government and Chinese laws will compel ByteDance to make TikTok give it access to user data. Okay, so in other words, that could be politicians, it could be ministers, it could be other people um, with sensitive data. They also fear, by the way, that the Chinese government might be compelling ByteDance secretly to adjust the algorithms to influence what we see on okay. the platform. So, so there's the two, two aspects. Too. So yeah. it's not alone the, the access that it might have to data that's on your phone, but just the very fact that the app is so Moorish and so addictive and that it's possible to scroll through videos infinitely, that they might be influencing ByteDance to show you stuff that suits their political agenda. Basically. Now, we need to point out a couple of things. So the, the head of the National Cyber Security Centre, Richard Brown, said fairly explicitly yesterday that they didn't actually find any security vulnerabilities in TikTok. Now, it's been investigating uh, this app for a number of months now at this point. They didn't find any cybersecurity vulnerabilities. But what he said was that the issue is that isn't what we know to be happening. It's what we can't rule out what is happening. Now, it's very, very heavily influenced. And Richard Brown said this himself by the EU, the European Commission, and what other cybersecurity agencies have already found. So it's a bit of a head scratch. Yeah, so we're doing it on the basis of what others are doing rather than having any evidence to ourselves that this is actually happening. Basically, that's basically what's going on. Because one one criticism of this as voiced by some people who aren't fans of the European or, or American way of going about this is that there's an element of red scare here mm. that there's plenty of other social networks which are American owned and in fact you know the disclosures of Edward Snowden previously have shown that sometimes different arms of the American government have backdoor channels into the likes of Facebook or Twitter or at least they certainly did before Twitter's current ownership we might come back to that in a minute mm. um, so that the, there isn't really much of a difference between the American security services having access to what you post online and the Chinese security services having it in a different app. So the analysis and the consensus is that there is a difference between those two situations. They're not comparable. But first of all, you're absolutely right. There is no question, there is no doubt within security circles, within political circles, that the Americans, for example, probably the British, probably the French, the Israelis, a number of other European countries, definitely have access at will to many social uh, networking apps like Meta or Twitter or or, or your Gmail. Mm. Um, the issue arises, and this is where you get into the geopolitical element of it, is making the equivalence between, say, America on one hand and China on the other. And that's ultimately, when you scratch below the surface on this subject, we've been reporting on it for a couple of years now, it's a little bit similar to the Huawei scenario. So that's really what you're getting into okay, we don't mind, we can accept a certain amount of surveillance and monitoring from the Americans and from the Europeans because we sort of trust them because they're sort of our own administration. Okay. But with the Chinese... They're, they're democracies and they're imperfect, democracy. but there's some yes. level of public scrutiny about Absolutely. what they do yeah, versus well, in China, there isn't. 
No, yeah, we, we don't see any transparency. Uh, it, it is essentially an authoritarian regime um, and we, there just isn't that level of trust there. But I mean, to go back to the way you described it earlier on, a red scare, there's no question that there is an element of that going on here, uh, a red scare. And the Irish have had to tread very carefully on this because TikTok employs about 3,000 people here about to mm. open a second data centre. Ironically, Dublin is where it's opening its new transparency and trust uh, centre. Now, to be fair to the National Cybersecurity Centre, Richard Brown said that if and when that opens and if and when the Data Protection Commission investigation on TikTok and whether or not it is um, sending European user data to China, if that comes back, that might change its recommendation. But for the moment, what government uh, ministers and government employees, public sector employees Mm. on state-issued phones have been told don't put TikTok on your phone. What sort of data do they think that TikTok might be able to send back to China? So the uh, the analysis is that the level of permissions, so that would be everything from location, name, you know, personal data, who your connections are, what kind of things you do, where you shop, um, things you like, all of that sort of stuff, which TikTok is very good at, by the way. One mm. of the reasons that TikTok is such a successful app, viral app, is because it predicts yeah, what it you want your better very well. than almost any other uh, social media app. They're worried that that combines to create a profile uh, of you and that that profile can be manipulated and misused. I mean, you remember the hoo-ha over Cambridge Analytica a couple of years ago, maybe a little bit overdone, um, mm. but uh, the concern was that other governments, mainly Russia at the time, could use data gleaned from Facebook profiles to, to interfere with elections. There's a little bit of that going on uh, here with TikTok data. Um, we mentioned the new ownership of, of Twitter and the, the purge of blue ticks that occurred a couple of days ago. Uh, mine is still there because I'm paying for Twitter blue, not because I wanted the tick. Ooh, um, hold on. Wait well, one second. Uh, go on, go on. You're paying for Twitter blue. Yes. You're literally the first journalist I've met who's paying for Twitter Blue. I wanted the edit feature and I wanted the ability to post videos that are longer than the 2 minutes 20 that they currently permit. And there's a side issue where it's not so much that I wanted the blue tick because I don't think it's a status symbol, but because I've spent 14 years of my life professionally Mm. on Twitter. I've Mm. got 215,000 odd followers. Mm. And I think that it's a vulnerability that someone else could just create up a new account there's a couple of L's in my name. You could do capital I's instead of L's mm. and masquerade yourself as Gavin Riley and post whatever you like. And at least that there is some at a glance way of knowing that it's actually me. So it's not so much so for, for the status symbol. That's really But it's predominantly for the edit and feature. And there are very really. logical reasons yeah. to buy your uh, blue tick. The vast majority of journalists, yes. the, vast majority so the vast majority of, of people celebrities are people. Yeah. Have, the, the numbers are really, really disappointing. And it's you now have this scenario. It's the opposite of FOMO, fear of missing out. There's now this FOBS, fear of being seen with a blue tick where a lot of celebrities are blocking people with blue ticks. Um, Elon is trying to boost the numbers. Dara O'Brien, for example, the comedian, mm. um, was he been given morning. a blue tick? He's been given a blue tick. He never had one previously. Well, he came out today and he said, look, I want everybody to know I didn't pay for this. This is yeah. not my doing, etc. That's the febrile atmosphere uh, we're in at the so moment. So you're telling me that if I hadn't paid for it, that Elon might have come along and she just get trusted back have, to me anyway. Yeah, yeah. whole yeah, new well, world. If that's a way of, of getting my, my my videos that are longer than 220 back. And uh, like to be fair, there, there's like instances like an issue that came up a couple of weeks ago and there was a confidence vote in the doll and you're immediately posting the, the names of the people that you see have taken a certain side and then a couple of minutes later you're able to refine that data or give it a bit more extra context mm. it's very useful to be able to edit that tweet after it's been retweeted and circulated around yeah. rather than having to delete it and start afresh so oh, it's a useful for sure. thing to and, have, the tech, and look there is an authenticity thing here the, the 
you know, the point you make about somebody knowing who you are, that is a very strong argument. And then there is a strong argument for everybody to be authenticated mm. on Twitter and on other social networks, mm. uh, by the way. But the way that this has come about and the side that you are assumed to be taken uh, if you if you do go with, with yeah. Twitter blue has interfered in this process. And most of the blue ticks that I see, obviously not you, you, <laughs> yourself included, yeah are kind of fringe business people, kind of slightly bottom feeding, kind of edge lordy entrepreneurs, a lot of cryptocurrency there, a lot of plastic surgery uh, stuff there, mm. that kind of stuff. However, okay. it's been sanitized a little bit now that you've right. uh, now, now that I've done it, yeah, ranks. well, I'm personally responsible mm. for it. Uh, the actual Adrian Wechter uh, is with us in studio, <laughs> technology editor with the Irish and Sun Independent. Thank you for joining us very much uh, in studio this lunchtime. On the record with Gavin Riley. Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation. On News Talk.